0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.
1: Everything was going to shit. Like, the jobs was going to shit. The money was going to shit. The relationships was going to shit. These are all things you have to sacrifice, like, when you're trying to do music, but it wasn't even music-related. Even the music wasn't feeling like I wanted to do it no more. You know what I'm saying? I was starting to feel like, yo, like... People are not even appreciating, like, the the amount of time I put into this shit. I felt like the music was underappreciated. So I'm like, it's been difficult in that sense. Like, in the sense that everything, is, there was no beam of light. I was just looking for a little fucking something positive, man. Like, it was just all negative energy around me, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was falling out, like, with a lot of people as well. All of that shit was happening at the same time, man. I was just like, holy fuck. It was crazy. And then um, I think it was my mother, man. Like, she, she was the beacon of light, which she usually is. But, like, this time, just definitely she was just, like, instead of dwelling on all the things that are happening to you, just get up each day and remember, like, one thing you're thankful for. Just one thing. Like, even if it's just one thing, start with that. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Classified. This is Mocha Only. This is Sean Price. Yeah,
0: Ghostface Killer.
1: This is Quake Matthews. What's up, I'm Brother Ali. Fight Diggy, Tribe Core Quest. Eloquent, man. What
0: up, Styles Feet the Ghost. This is Ab Absol- This is KO, and you listening to The Come Up Show, where that feel-good music lives. Hey. This is the show that you come up on, yeah. This is the spot that you come on.
2: Hey, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chero. I'm the host and founder of the Come Up Show. And before we get into our interview today, we're giving away a pair of tickets to see LaCrae live in concert in Toronto. He's going to be coming to the city Wednesday, November 2nd at the Danforth Music Hall, Grammy Award winning artist. If you want to see him uh, have a chance to win a pair of tickets to see him go to the com or the link in the description below click on that enter the contest and good luck lecrae's coming to the city on the wednesday november 2nd you can also purchase tickets at ticketmaster.com let's get on with our interview today tona this is part two part one came out last week and we yo the, the tweets the text messages the feedback has been overwhelming and uh, thanks to tona uh, who talked about his upbringing Who influenced him and some epic stories, classic stories growing up in the Toronto rap culture, Project Bounce, Battle Against Blake Carrington, and so much more. And without further ado, part two, uh, Tono talks about his latest album, The Ivy League, why he feels that he's in peak form as an artist and we go back to that legendary night when he won a Juno, part of the group of naturally born strangers a couple of years ago and I was there that night. And even after all the success in Naturally Born Strangers and other groups as well, Tona does not want to be in any more groups anymore. He talks about that and so much more in my conversation with Tona, part two, the Come Up Show. Let's go! So, in terms of like, you know, there's the mixtapes, uh, Bessatona Volume 1, Volume 2, Don't Hala, Reform School, Silver Spring, Crescent, Carpe Diem, Ivy League. So, what do you count as an actual Don't Hala EP? Is it EP? Reform School is a mixtape? Yeah.
1: Reform considered School's a mixtape? Yeah, it's a mixtape. It's got like a lot of originals the on production. there. Yeah. And then is
2: Silver Spring considered an album?
1: Or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's our album. That's okay. definitely your album. Okay. Silver corporate
2: DMs also. So yeah, Ivy solo. League, you would consider this now your third album.
1: Yeah. Like okay. solo album, like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Solo. So yeah. solo album, yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> school. There's only like I think there's like two freestyles on there. The rest of that shit is original. Like yeah. it's all. Rich kid, you know. basically. Yeah. Rich kid. Yeah. yeah. Rich kid. Boy wonder produced yeah. on there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I got a crazy story about Jazzy Jeff actually. Please tell her. My girlfriend at the time was singer Aya. You know what I'm saying? She's, that, that was like... People used to consider us like the king and queen of like... Self-proclaimed king and queen of like... You know what I'm saying? Um, the industry out here. Yeah.
2: Because you're one of so, the hardest yeah, rappers and she's yeah, one of the best she's singers. The dopest singer. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So she starts working on her own, of course. She's a hustler too. Like she grinds. You know what I'm saying? She has a better hustle than a lot of these cats out here. She grinds. So she somehow... Um, through her grind and through her journey cross paths with DJ Jazzy Jeff. Now, the way it used to be is um originally um he would usually like, you know, book her flights to come out fly out there and work in his home studio. But this one time, he we was just like, yo, like I'm like I want to come with you. You know what I'm saying? I would mm-hmm. love to come parlay with like this and 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 see this side of your journey, man. Even document it, mm-hmm. which I started doing. We just drove out there one one uh we just drove out there one to time. Philly. Yeah, to Philly where yeah. she was making like one of her trips, so we drove out there and shit. Get to Jazzy Jeff's crib now, and at the time he obvious she obviously like let him know that she didn't just bring me randomly, right? But at the time, like his house was like packed, and you know what I'm saying he had a lot of guests there at the time, mm-hmm. and he was accommodating a lot of people. He's like that, so we get there. She's just working on her project now. Now I know there's no room, but I'm trying to figure out like where I'm gonna be sleeping. You know what I'm saying like, so I actually we get down to the to the basement where the studio is. He's like, yo, I don't really have a room, man, but you're welcome to find anywhere down here in the ba- basement. huge, mind you. It's got like an arcade down there, man. It's got like all his plaques are set up. You see the Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince and Pokemon plaques and all this other shit he's working on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So one of the rooms is like a movie theater. I'm like, yo, I'm sleeping here. <laughs> you know, because like, so, the seats are like, yeah, comfy. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's the only thing like that's left right now. So just go end up sleeping in Jazzy Jeff's movie theater, man. You know, he's just humble as hell, man. Like he just happens to have a few joints that you know, like he's trying to make room for me for. Mm-hmm. Cut a few verses. I'm not there for that, but that's how accommodating he is. Like he'll literally give anyone an opportunity. He comes across, man, to shine. so. He put me on this, uh, it's on a Reform School mixtape. So he put me on this Notorious remix that he has with Aya. So it's Aya, me, this artist he's working with, Dosage, which pretty much does his, he hype mans for him around the world right now. Mm-hmm. He mics for him mm-hmm. and Freeway. So I'm like, yo, this is like a big credential for me. It's like one of the main ones because I'm like, yo, it's Freeway from Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the freeze, like Philly Freeze. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, I'm hyped for that credential. I put that on Reform School. All of a sudden, I start in- increasing my fan base like internationally now because it's landing on sites like Two Dope Boys and Hip Hop DX, and they're starting to pick it up. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I started to like uh, form a relationship with the international blogs and shit. They're starting to get to know me. A kid from Scarborough, man. You know what I'm saying? So I'm starting to make waves, like not only through the bloggers and traveling, but just in a sense of being consistent.
0: While it's really glorious, kid. A bad boy, just like the is big. I'ma do this like a legend, no question. Plus, you know the thrones were at SAT. So who you testin'? I, that real backpack back, fitting for the snapbacks then the label meet is with my backpack. Cut the demo tape and got passed around the industry like cat stacks. Fucking out of future is head So I got past that. I want the paper, so I get up and strive for it. this yeah. me, you're always here.
1: Like, I don't feel like up until this day, I do not feel like anybody's released a, a quality of music consistently as I have, and that's something I've learned from like working with um, Cardinal Official. I would say he's not only like good, but he's consistently good. He's always releasing shit that's that's like quality. You know what I'm saying? So nobody can deny that. He just recently moved on to another journey, but like he'll never he like. He's always been an artist known for that. Like, every, mm-hmm. any year he'll have something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just try came to out with an album. Cardi yeah, just yeah. came out last year. So I try to pattern, like, my career off of that. People I've yeah. been around, like, him and Socrates. Like, well, not Socrates as of late, man. But the Socrates that I grew up with, he was releasing shit regularly. Except for that album. But he was just dropping shit. I'm like, yo, I got to get into the habit of not wanting to just throw shit out there. But taking my time to finesse it. Make sure it's dope, like before I even think about putting it out there. And that's where I developed my studio work ethic from. I'm like, it's not gonna go out, like, from underneath, like, you know what I'm saying, like, underneath my monarch, unless it's dope. Or at least I think it's dope. People will think whatever they wanna think at this point. Like, yeah, you know what I'm like saying? That. Yeah, like, the, the opinion will always be jaded. It'll be two sides of the spectrum. But yo, if I feel like it's dope enough to put out there mm-hmm. and let the people judge, then I'll do it i'll just you know I'm,
2: so the thing you appreciate about jazzy jeff is letting him stay and then hooking you up on that song
1: yeah yeah for yeah, sure yeah, for yeah. sure man like you know it was a great look i didn't have any looks outside of that internationally like you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so that definitely opened the door i forgot direct deposit that was a project that i forgot about man oh, okay Yeah, it's on itunes man okay, okay. that was my first actually that was after um don't holler How'd i forget about that shit man shout out to live yo because live is i did the project with live and He was, again, he was a producer that I heard about in Scarborough. He didn't have anything outside of that. You know what I'm saying? I just I was taking his beats. He did the Tone remix on Don't Holler, and he did another song on there. And I'm like, yo, we should do an album together. You know what I'm saying?
2: So the album that's out right now, though, the Ivy League. League, And, you know, when people think Ivy League, it's like the top of the top Mm -hmm. in terms of academic level. You're elite. Why did you choose that for your album? How does that apply to you?
1: I chose that. Basically, uh, off of exactly what you said, I chose it like this is the most prestigious level that I've been at, like artist wise. I took the time to study everything that I was talking about. I took the time to just look back and just to study it, man, like to study every move I've made, the mistakes I've made. Like I turned that into my experience, like then my experience turned into my knowledge just based off of what I've been through and how to finesse things based on like uh, not calculating the release properly, not gauging my audience, not trying to figure out exactly like, mind you, I'm like being my own self-sufficient machine at this point. Like, I'm not thinking about the team that you actually need because I'm an artist at the end of the day. I'm not, it's not like it becomes my responsibility, but it shouldn't be. And I would say that to anybody that's out there trying to, you know, be their own, like a well, 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 oil machine, man, you got to have everybody that you got to have a team of people that believe in your dream enough for you to want to push it forward. But they're all skilled and proficient at what they do. You know what I'm saying? They have to be. If they're not refined, you'll be making music forever, and I've been no chance of blowing. You know what I'm saying? Like I had dreams of blowing a long time ago. My aspirations now, it's like it's not it's not centered around that at all. Now it's just like I want to be able to put out music consistently enough, just to uh, you know what I'm saying, just to meet my needs, and like be able to tour and like you know like you know what I mean, make a living off of it. But it's not in a sense that you need to be selling out the ACC. Everybody has to have realistic goals and realistic expectations, man. I'm not naive or delusional about anything that I do. For me right now, it's just I'm just at the point where it's like, yo, if I am going to continue to be an artist, I want to do it on a level where it's like I'm satisfying the fan base of people that have already been drawn towards it. I'm not going to force anything. And a lot of people make that mistake, when they, especially um, the feedback I'm getting from the Ivy League now is that, after all those projects that i've told you about so we're talking about best of tone on one volume two don't holler direct deposit reform school carpe diem you know what i'm saying silver spring, silver spring crescent i'm yeah. forgetting that yo so everything leading up to that is like i built my fan base up like just the people like i know what they expect from me but certain people like are still attached to the old memories you know what i'm saying they're attached, they always
2: are, meant to, everybody.
0: They're attached to that shit so like, everybody you're
2: getting better in my opinion
1: man. yo that's that's how i feel man i feel yeah. like i'm at i'm in the most prestigious form right now you feel yeah. what i'm saying like Peak I'm, form. exactly i've never been at this pinnacle before i was like i told you i wasn't ready to be an artist when i met click Yeah. click listen to that album now mm-hmm. there's no clarity in my voice like i learned how to project my voice differently now mm-hmm. if you hear me now from back then my voice was deeper my voice is still deep, but now I know how to control it. Like I could throw that shit across the room and be like, yo, I could take the voice I could take the bass out of my voice when I'm rapping. Like I know how to do those things now. So it's like I worked on my artistry. You feel what I'm saying? It's different. It's a different time. And people are people are not understanding the growth. Some are and they will be like, yo, you came a long way from when you started. But then there's other people like, yo, I like the older shit better. I'm like uh, yo, Whatever I, man
2: you, you just move on bro Because yeah, like, you're getting better me People say that For every artist though Right yeah, I like sure. the old J. Cole I like the old Kendrick Damn. I like the oh, There's fans of everybody And I remember J. Cole uh saying that in an interview and he was saying when fans tell me that that they like my old shit they're really just liking that time that memory in their life they're reminiscing and th- something happened around that like maybe they were in high school they were in college yeah, it was a summer or whatever and they're connected to that memory is what they really also that's part of it that mm-hmm. they like you mm-hmm. know what i mean so that's that's a key part so is it fair to say on the ivy league you sound like you're like enlightened and positive like is, oh, yeah, is yeah,
1: that kind sure, of fair for to say, for sure, man? Like, yo, I'm a lot like I just had a different life outside of music. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't necessarily like the most positive. It was a it was a time where I was was kicking it with people like yo. If you ever had a bad thought, you know what I'm saying? Anything it didn't even matter what it was. I wasn't around the people that would say, yo, let that go. Nah, I was around the people that were like, yo, go fucking go handle that. Go, you know what I'm saying? There was no direction, no guidance, man. So, again. Through life is which is the the biggest teacher you could ever have in your life. Like you know, what I'm saying, period. Like it led up to a, a series of events where I was just like, yo, I need, I'm much more politically enlightened to the point where I started getting into community work. And I, the reason why I started doing that in the first place is because like my father wasn't as present in our household as much as he like you know would have liked to have been or we needed him. He was around like again. Like I'm not gonna say he was completely absent, but he wasn't there enough to teach me lessons, like how to save. He didn't teach me like, how to save money. He didn't teach me how to further my education or want to even do it. No aspirations. Like He was just getting the lessons from the errors he was making. And I was adapting it. You know what I'm saying? And I learned over the years, like yo, like, as much as like, that donned a lot of the responsibility on my mom's because of that. And she couldn't be there a lot of the times because, again, she's raising five boys. Y'all don't even know what that's like on her own. You know what I'm saying? It's to the point where it's like we didn't have the luxuries of like a washing machine. I used to see her like washing all of our clothes, like no washing machine, hand washing it after a long day of work. You feel what I'm saying? Like she just, Five boys. he yeah, yeah, ain't going to be the cleanest boys. boys. <laughs> so she can't do everything. Like she can't take us to like a basketball games. She can't take us to dinner or Wonderland or wherever it is because she's working. As soon as she got to this country, she's from Jamaica. She had to work. You feel what I'm saying? That's all she was doing. And she had to take care of us at the same time. And mind you, because she couldn't be there all the time, like I said, I had my brother stepping in that role. But I, my, He's in high school at the time, too. So who are you in high school? You don't even know yourself. Like You're still starting to learn like who you are, starting to develop your adolescence. So we'll all hit that learning curve in a different way because you're not going to get those lessons from somebody that's inexperienced. You're going to learn them on your own. And then you're going to apply them to your life. So that's what I started to do. And I was like, you know what? I know for a fact there's people that grew up the same way I did, man. And if there's a slight chance that I, I can enlighten them with the same lessons that I learned but the hard way, I want to be able to do that. Because I learned, like, yo, like, it's, it's definitely not just about, like, us in our, in our lifetime. We get self-indulged and, in, in, you know, in, uh, caught up in things that we own and things that we want but we don't take the time to think about what the other person's going through because mm-hmm. you might be stressed with your own d- dealing yeah. with your own conflicts
2: and sometimes I think that when you're so focused and you're not where you want to be sometimes you may think that you don't have a lot to offer because you're like oh I need to be this successful before yep, exactly. I can like exactly. I can like stand in front of these kids because they're going to mm-hmm. ask me what have you done or whatever but there is always something you could offer right?
1: Yeah exactly kids if you especially when you talk to them like yeah. they want to see like success They they want to see like why are you in a position to even talk to me? You know what I'm saying? Why? Some of them are ignorant like that. Some of them are willing to, and some of them don't know better. So it's just like, yo, you've got to enlighten them in a way they can relate to. Mm-hmm. If you're just coming around just trying to talk to them, like, you know, I would talk with them. I wouldn't be talking to them or talking down on them. i talk to them. Like, yo, like, yeah. what is it you need from your life? Like, you know what I'm saying? If there's anything that, any way I can fill the gap, yo, I'm here for that. I used to get, yo, like, I still, up to this day, like, I get, I get enlightenment off of that, man, just seeing out where they were in their lives, because that's exactly where I was, you know what I'm saying? And I wish I had that guidance, because things would have turned out differently.
2: And you get perspective as well, too. So in the song, Lone Wolf, you uh, finish this line, he said, if I've known what I've known back then,
1: I would. But I had known what I'd known back then, I wouldn't have relied on no friends. Mm-hmm. I would never lie to no friends. Um,
2: yeah, that part right there. What, like, what do you quote, mean by that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So that quote I'm talking about, like, I still do it up until this day. I have expectations of certain people because I'm so, like, mild-mannered. And, like, the contrast between dealing with people that I know and people from people that I grew up with is a very fine line. Because I expect certain things from people that know me. Friends that I've just come across over the years... They don't really understand like what I'm like, like so for a lot of the times, like, I used to just rely on on people for support. People used to all people still up until this day, friends, they still do that shit. They call me, you know what I'm saying, with with things on their mind, stress. They might be going through some shit where they, you know they want to go out and blaze shit up. You know, I'll talk them off of the cliff. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm that person. Like I'm I'm always willing to listen. And yo, if I could talk someone through a crisis or like at least be there for you, man. I want you to remember that and acknowledge it. You don't owe me shit, but just know that, yo, if for some reason I ever come to you, I don't want to bring that up because that's not what friendships are about. Man. Like, yo, our relationship shouldn't be based on um collectively owing each other favors. It should be more about like, yo, you acknowledge the fact that I was there for you that time. You acknowledge the fact that I might need your support at one moment. I don't want to, one of the hardest things for me anyway, I don't know how it is for you, but like one of the hardest things in this lifetime I ask for is like help. Because there's pride, there's foolish pride, and then there's black man pride. <laughs> there's a black man pride. And I'm going to explain that because people are just, you know, they're a little bit too proud to, to, to admit that they, they're wrong. They need I mean? help people or make, they're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Foolish pride is that shit that people get killed for. People are like, yo, they don't want to take those L's. You get your ass whipped, take it. Take that L. That's that's foolish pride would be that pride where you feel like you want to go kill somebody now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Take that L, man. Learn how to take that shit. You should bare knuckle up and take it. I've taken those, man. And I've given them out too. So it's just like, yo, I know how to take those. That black man pride is based on like where we come from. If you know your history and you know your your, your lineage, you know that you're a little bit too proud to beg somebody for something because like yo because we've come through so much history of turmoil and um and demoralization man like we've been like you know been desecrated to nothing so that black man pride will make you stand up and be like look i want to go out and show people that i could be a lot more than than the way um society views us or however people view us that black man pride is strong like that's one of those things that build your, your personality you know that you know where you come from like your history you know what i'm saying there's no way you can actually know where you're going unless you know that history most people don't have an identity is because they don't know exactly where what they've been through and stress wise for me it's like the patriarchs man like i know exactly like where my my history my roots so i have that black man pride and a lot of the time i don't want to like i don't want to display it because it hurts me to ask sometimes Cause I'm just like, yo, why can't I do that on my own? But it's it's always it's it's always good to to need that help in hand sometimes, man. Like sometimes you just need it, and you know you realize that you can't have that foolish pride not to ask for it. So at times when I'm talking about that line, I'm talking about times when I've actually relied on people to give me that that exact admiration that I gave them at the time. And then they weren't picked. What's a simple example
2: there. of what you have expected from people that, for example, uh, you just said that uh, when, you, when this album just came out, you posted on Instagram mm-hmm. the album cover for Ivy League. And like, yo, if I've helped you through anything, please purchase that. Yeah. Is and that an it's example? Like, or that's a or perfect something?
1: example of okay. it. Oh. Because, yo, I don't want to be in this position where I'm like begging you to go purchase something i've given niggas mad free music over the years you feel what i'm saying the pride comes from like you know i've given you that music over the years i don't i'm not out here asking you for your pocket change you know what i'm saying i don't need that like i'm not using your money to support my life i'm using it to put back into my music so i can give you more of it so when i asked you for i give him reform school for free that shit yo that reform school album for me like i could have overcharged people for that and i should have you know what I'm saying, but I gave them the whole project for free. You understand what I'm saying? So the rare times that I actually ask people for, you know, what I'm saying to go out and support it, I just want you to know that, like, without me, like, coming across like I yeah, needing, like, you're begging, you it. like yeah, exactly. and
2: it's not attractive if
1: you keep asking people. And I don't need, to, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's again, that's that black man pride. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's where that comes from. And I'm like, this time I'm like, no. I'm going to ask people you know, this time, I'm be like, yo, just remember that time, like don't forget it, you know what I'm saying, it shows me who you are if for some reason you're you're talking to me like I, I've, I've never been there, like, you know what I'm saying, so not begging, not pleading with you, but I'm asking you this time, other times I'll be like, go ahead man, it's there if you want it, same thing here, like it's definitely there if you want it, it's going to be one of the real times where I actually ask you to support but. Again, I had to break down that shield, that barrier, and be like, yo, I want you to go support this, so I'm asking you, do it. It's going to benefit you, too, Like if you're actually a fan. There's a big difference between these fans and supporters. The fans don't know me personally enough to know that they don't know about this. They'll probably get something off of this interview. The supporters know those are the people that just show up regardless. Like Those are the, the family members. Those are the DJs that just know that their presence in the building, that's support. That's the foundation you built. They're just there for that. So there's a big difference between that as well. And I was just like, yo, man, I want people to understand. Like, mind you, that's one scenario. The other ones are more personal. Like the the music shit is not personal, man. If someone doesn't like it, it's not personal. If for some reason you fuck with it, cool. But I know you not liking it doesn't mean you don't fuck with me at all. Like, mm-hmm. it just means you don't like the album. It's not for you. Like,
2: yeah. And, and the thing that people don't see is the mad hours the late nights the studio sessions the time the energy the heart so you're also kind of feel vulnerable and when you put your heart into something and saying hey i just want 10 15 dollars or whatever that's that's also that right like people don't realize that as well so and you are one third of naturally born strangers you are juno award winner i was there with you that night that Uh, that was a moment man that was a moment That's pretty crazy, right? Because you've been through all Freedom Riders and all of that and solo. Like, What did that moment mean for you again? Because I asked you that night, but what does it mean to you now looking back a couple of years?
1: I'm going to go back to the time I was talking about not showing up for shit. Because I'm like, we're not going to win anyway. I was telling Adam the exact same thing, like the exact same thing at the table. So we're sitting at the Juno table. They have like bottles of wine on the table, right? And I've been hearing about these Juno parties. I'm like, yo, I just heard them shit is epic. As far as, like, open bar and fucking environments you need to be in, right?
2: There's no reason for you not to go because it's in Hamilton. You're an hour away.
1: Come on, G. And we're nominated. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm going to give you a fact, too, actually. 20 years before that, on that exact same day in Hamilton, my brother and my cousin were nominated for the exact same thing. Best hip-hop recording. Best rap recording. So it meant something. I was like, yo, wow. 20 years, you were nominated for the exact same fucking um, category in the exact same city. Wow. I had to go. i like, yo, I'm going. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we bring that shit home. If not, cool. But anyway, we're at the Junos now, the ceremony. And um, the bottles are on the table now. Just fucking getting ripped. These niggas are
2: alcoholics and it's free food, why not?
1: Ripped. (laughs) Ripped. Ripped. We're like, we're not winning anyway, bro. There's no way I'm gonna need to get myself together to go up there and make a speech. Like so just down in the bottles and shit. And then yo, a little bit prior to us going up there. I seen you in the back after. A little bit prior for us going up there. We get the word, like, yo, you guys are gonna win.
2: You knew before?
1: Got a little word, just from a who? little. From who, from Addy? I can't even say who, because I don't even want to put them out there. But like, yo, we um, catch a little wind, just a little bit. Like if the door cracked just a little bit, yeah. and wind came in, we cracked it, we, we, we felt it. And I'm like, that's ah, bullshit, bro. Before anyone's announced, usually like the, the, the word goes out, right? It was during the time when they're announcing the category. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then yo, naturally born strangers, best hip hop recording. <laughs> yo, son. Let me tell you how that was the quickest sobering up I've ever done in my life. Like, yo, just had to get my mind together, like not be drunk, you know what I'm saying? Not, not be drunk and trip up the steps. Like I'm thinking about every movement now. You know what I'm saying? Cause I like, yo, we gotta go up there and accept the award. Obviously Rich Kid was not there, but we get that moment together and yo, my mind was blown, man, because again, I wanted to like bring that home for my brother. You know what I'm saying? He was he was ecstatic, man. Like, oh, he was happy the fact like he was thinking he was happier than we were. You know what I'm saying? So we got word and my phone was just blowing up, like just do the little speech, accept the award, get to the back, we do the we do the media, we do the press and all that. During this whole time, man, I'm like, now it's time to drink. The award happened, now it's time to drink. Because again, people strive oh, especially in Canada, like, yo, people strive for that, man. Like, yo, it's like one of their on one of their aspirations, you know what I'm saying? And we got it. The whole naturally born strangers shit came together off of yo. We're just gonna put like the hardest mixtape out like right now because us three worked together over the years with the clothing line. Right with the clothing line in association with that. Yeah. So it all it was all amalgamated. We put it together and we're like yo, we are about to put out the hardest mixtape there is out there. Gave that out again, again. Yo, these guys got the naturally born strangers project for free. You understand what I'm saying, man? Like. So, you know, all those, all those moments leading up to uh, where I'm at now, man, they were like, they were big moments from me. Yeah, man, uh, that,
2: that was a great uh, that was time. The nice so, there, one of the, the, yeah, go. one of the biggest accomplishments, definitely. And, like, it is one of the highest honors as a Canadian musician, definitely. Just the Junos. So, you can't get it, man. You're holding this flag up for
0: Ghana. And always will to the grave. I hate when niggas say it's for the love. You're not trying to get paid for it. Mental anguish that really make you a slave for it. We ain't a ball cop and whips and chains. I asked y'all last year where the love "That With one call away from hitting a plug back Until tell them let's go get up and jump back. Yeah, I think I'm done being part of a group As close as it feel, I feel out of the loop Man, I got a few soldiers that I'm about to recruit I'm a general, so you
2: salute <laughs> uh, In the song, That Talk, you say, I think I'm done being part of a group As close as it feel, I feel out of the loop mm. What does that mean?
1: That means that, um... I'm so glad I gave you the history because now you're understanding I've been part of three groups. No, I'm not going to consider Freedom Riders a group because uh, that was a collective. We were only supposed to do one album. Like I used to see these guys in passing, and it was only, it was only a scenario where we were going to do one album. People were so drawn to it, we decided to do another one. Same thing with the Naturally Born Strangers collective. So as much as we're not groups, we're not like Belle Biv Devoe and shit, we never grew up together, People consider us a group. They'll look at us like, yo, you're part of that group or you're part of this collective. However you want to label it, it looks different to the public eye. Uh, If I'm looking from the outside fan perspective, well, people don't know, but I'll just tell you. um, Young Naps have been part of Tyranny, Freedom Writers, uh, Naturally Born Strangers. Yeah, so that's four groups. As much as I love doing, you know, like my solo material, that's a lot of groups. And then, oh, there was always a disconnect, every group. For a lot of the times, like... It came from different people in different ways. Like, yo, it's hard to manage it because, again, five or six different personalities you're working with. And a lot of them, they don't get it. They clash a lot of the times. So you got to figure out the chemistry even before you start thinking about like dividing money, things, all things. Everything comes into play. Everything. It's not just uh, when I move solo, I don't have to consult with nobody. It's either you're on board or you're not with a group. It's like if you're not on board, ah, we got to come to a compromise now. That might take a few months. Now we got to somehow meet each other halfway. So when I say that, I'm like, after this, I'm not gonna be part of no group. Like I'm, I'm done being part of groups. Period. Because every time like we get together, just to give you, just to have a completely hundred percent, a thousand percent real moment with you, I don't know what's happening with this next Naturally Born Strangers album because it's again, I feel out of the loop on it. I don't know what's happening, man. And like, it's oh, done recorded, it's done, recorded, yeah, but again, like I don't know where everybody's headspace is at, you know what i'm saying i don't I don't know what they want from it now, so it's just like we've kind of been I'm not gonna say stagnant with it, but I feel like there's a lot of opportunity that uh we missed out on because we didn't know what we were doing, everybody was kind of standing idle, and then again, like it has nothing to do with ineptitude, like it's not that we're lacking skill or ability, it's the fact that I don't know where everyone's heart is at when we start talking about it everybody's on board but then you know what i'm saying it like, goes in a different direction and now i think that was just more of my frustration with uh dealing with groups i'm like i don't want to do it no more you know what i'm saying yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be i'm gonna be part of like yo i'm gonna be part of my own movement and if for some reason that gets moving cool but like again that was that line was based on that it's mm-hmm. like my frustration with growing up in groups man
2: definitely because it's just so much easier when you're solo you do your you're just responsible to yourself yeah yeah exactly and exactly. Um, so but how does that make sense when you guys all of you guys naturally weren't saying you want to do no huge accomplishment that concert that you guys did at the Mod Club legendary night so you guys had a, all these amazing successes and everybody in the group you know is a fucking rich kid obviously like you guys all know what you're doing yeah, yeah, so was, uh, you know, and then you have smart people surrounding you guys, guys as well too Addy or whatever So I don't understand How they're, Is it like People want to release Their solo stuff first Or what, what's going on Like I don't
1: understand Me personally um, I think it's just Figuring out What the next step is You know what I'm saying Like again It has nothing to do with Again I'll say it again man, It has nothing to do with an to suit I know what everybody Everybody is Very skilled at what they do Right It's just all about Figuring out What the next step is And again That step has taken A lot longer Than everybody like Predicted You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, what kind of... Rich has a solo album. Adam's got a couple solo albums he's sitting on. I had this one. So, I'm like, in the meantime, in between time, we're just going to get that shit off. But I really, like, I am dedicated to that. You know what I'm saying? It's not that I don't want to be part of it. That's not Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying as far as getting into another situation like this, Mm -hmm. hell nah. Hell no, man. Like, I'm done with that. You know what Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Completely done with that. So again, I just I have a few um, I have a few things I'm gonna transition into like after music, you know what I'm saying. So I have a few other projects that I want to get off first. This is one of them, and now it's just I don't know where it's going, man. Like it's not up to me when I again, it's not up to me when I'm in a part of a group. Yeah, move as a unit or just not move at all, like you know. So mm-hmm. like, again, yeah.
2: okay. So moving on to song, this town that's like there's so many gems in there but uh this finishes line when i'm gone i hope somebody keep my name alive feel like i'm david stannermar back in 95.
1: 95 yeah yeah couldn't keep going couldn't live up to the hype and the expectations uh of a superstar music superstar music. in the making
2: so yes. what does that line mean right
1: there so again um when i'm actually done with music or again like i've i've, I've seen a lot of people like I'm blessed to be here. You know what I'm saying? I'm very blessed, like, to even still be doing music at the level I'm doing it at. Because a lot of niggas, like, a lot of those classes that I was talking about, like, a lot of class of it. Like, I consider us the same. I consider us, like, a graduation class of MCs. Like, so before us, what my predecessors were, like, Maestro. Not even Maestro, because Maestro was before Carter. Now, But I still, the way he's, the way he's managed to keep himself still relevant. Yeah. I say, Maestro, Cardinal, um, Socrates, Solitaire, Shopping. Jellystone. Yeah, those guys are before us. Yeah. We're the class after. Where it was like me, JD Era, Rochester, Juice, um, Mayhem, uh, Empire, Risto. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a class of MCs that like were the, the the next. At some point, all those casts that I mentioned. At some point, you were considering them next in Toronto. Like. Drake obviously went to beyond, like beyond that, but um, that was the class. The one after us was like, yo, like like rich kid and uh, Lord Quest. You know what I'm saying? Like Spec One, the dudes that came after us. So Junior With my classes, yeah, exactly. With my classes, like, yo, some of them are still there, but there's certain dudes that are nowhere to be found right now. You know what I'm saying? So I like when I talk about that line, I'm like, I'm still blessed to like. What, for some reason, I disappear and I don't want to do it no more because that's the only way I'm walking away from it is if, you know, I, I just transition into what I'm doing next, which I'll get into, like, some other time when it happens. I was like, if for some reason I'm gone or even if I pass for some reason, God forbid, I just want somebody to keep my memory alive. I'm trying to do that with King Reigns music because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of unreleased stuff that me and him have. I got to go through the right channels to even, like, get that music out because I don't want to disrespect anybody. Mm-hmm. So, I want to keep his name alive as much as I possibly can, though, without stepping on anyone's toes. And I want somebody to do the exact same thing for me. I know people will step up and do it because I have a mm-hmm. lot of a catalog that, you know what I'm saying, already made it clear. Like, yo, if something happens to me, man, release that shit. Like, just put it out there. Like, let people... Living the memories of the, the stuff they enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Like, let them relive that time, man. Again, like, the reason why I was saying that is because, like, Damon Stoudemire, again, same thing. Like, he had a lot of expectations. The city was just kind of relying on him. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, he just didn't live up to the, you know, he couldn't, he did what he could, but he couldn't bring the acclaim to the city as much as Vince Carter did. You know what I mean? It was just a different time for him. I seen a letter where he wrote online where he was talking about what he would ta- what he would say to his 20-year-old self. He wrote a long letter. Like I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Damon Stoddermy is just talking about his time in Toronto. He's just talking about all the mistakes he made. You know what I'm saying? Things you couldn't possibly have known when he was 20, like playing ball and trying to represent Toronto. He didn't know what the city meant then. He didn't know what, he, what kind of—he uh, didn't know he was landmarking the, his, uh, his place in the NBA at that time. He didn't know that because we were still an expansion franchise. I, I did the exact same thing I'm talking about. That's how I felt. When I seen that letter, I was like, yo, that's exactly how I felt, man. I didn't know what I was, I didn't know what kind of expectations people had of me. I didn't even know what kind of hype I was supposed to be living up to after, like, I dropped a few singles and I was at, like, I was buzzing, you know what I'm saying? After Dalton, I felt like that was the the most acclaimed that I've had. Well, back then, now it's a little, it's a different level now. I'm starting to grow into a different artist now. I don't know if people are ready for the next step, man. I'm taking, like, a huge leap in this next project. A huge one. It's not going to sound like anything that anyone's heard over the years, man.
2: I can't wait to hear it off the record. Um, so you've said this a couple of times. Uh, I remember at a show, the big ticket show, and and on online that 2016 has been an overwhelmingly difficult year for you. Oh yeah, he said that it has a, a big ticket. But yeah. he also said that online, it's like this year has been difficult for you, yeah, like it has. really difficult.
1: Yeah,
2: like
1: it has, man. why? Mind you. um... Besides, like, the, the, the legends, I don't know them personally, like, the ones that we've lost. I'm talking about, like, close, personal friends that I've seen, like, literally talked to, like, weeks before, man. And they're just passing, you know what I'm saying, drastically, too. Like, it's just, they're just falling off, man. And they're passing away. And I'm just like, yo, it put me in a, a super little stressful funk. I, I just, I couldn't, I didn't have any answers for anything. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, like, just life, man. Life dealt with me in a certain way where it was like everything was going to shit. Like, the jobs was going to shit. The money was going to shit. The relationships was going to shit. These are all things you have to sacrifice, like, when you're trying to do music, but it wasn't even music related. Even the music wasn't feeling like I wanted to do it no more. You know what I'm saying? I was starting to feel like, yo, like, people are not even appreciating, like, the the amount of time I put into this shit. Not even the time Because I don't even want Unless you're in the studio with me You're never going to understand that I want you to appreciate I felt like the music was underappreciated So I'm like It's been difficult in that sense Like in the sense that everything There was no beam of light I was just looking for a little fucking Something positive man Like it was just all negative energy around me too Like you know what I'm saying Like I was falling out Like with a lot of people as well You know sometimes it was due to me Other times it wasn't Whatever the case is all of that shit was happening at the same time, man. I was just like, holy fuck. It was crazy. And then um, the only thing, like, but while all this was happening, I think it was my mother, man. Like, she she was the beacon of light, which she usually is. But, like, this time, just definitely, she was just like, instead of dwelling on all the things that are happening to you, just get up each day and remember, like, one thing you're thankful for. Just one thing. Like, even if it's just one thing, start with that. She just told me, like, yo, just to start writing that down. And then, yo, like... As, as things get better Think about three things You're thankful for each day You know what I'm saying So I started to do that each day Man And literally It was like therapy For real It was like therapy It turned into one of those things Where it was like Things could be a lot worse Than they were You feel what I'm saying I have like cousins in like I have cousins in like Ghana You know In certain parts of the world That never even owned A pair of shoes before You know what I'm saying Ever In their life Like I started a, Like a little shoe drive And shit But I was just like, yo, I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, yo, like I got a, I got a roof over my head, man. You know what I'm saying? I got a car that I drive. Like, I'm able to actually spend money on frivolous shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, things could be a lot worse. I'm, I'm thankful for to not be in a scenario like that. So you know what I'm saying? Like, I started to appreciate things more. Like instead of taking them for granted, a lot of the times we don't appreciate nothing until we either we get older and that moment's passed. Or we look back and it's just like you're doing that self realization, that self reflection, where you're thinking about like what could have been. And I, yo, I just wanna live in these moments now. I don't wanna like dwell on them and be mad at them. And you know what I'm saying? And when I reflect about them. So that's why it was increasingly difficult for me, man. As it all, all turned into a matter of perspective and having an equilibrium, like balancing out everything now, not just doing one thing so heavily, like, you know, balancing out your life, man. There's no way like, for example, if you have like a personal trainer, they're not a hundred percent like a thousand always on their diet. Like there's no way, like, you know, what I'm saying? they're not they're not working out twenty four seven. And if for some reason they are, they're in balance. There's some part of their life that's deep that's you know in ruins and they don't even realize it. So unless you find a way to like balance out all those things, man, and and, and keep a nice you know field of of all of that, like you're not you're not you're not structured as a human being, man.
0: Mm.
2: And one of the personal losses this past year for you uh, for all of us, the community, is uh, King Rain. What did he teach you?
1: Um, again, King Rain, I talk about this shit all the time. King Rain is is a dude where you and I have a con Yo, you see this condo woman. There's certain parts of it where if, like if I'm walking through the bridge like there's a party room here. You're walking through the bridge to get to that party room, no matter who we, no matter who your cell phone provider is. Your phone will cut out You know what I'm saying Sometimes I go there because the garage is there And I can just walk downstairs to my car and shit Sometimes Rain would call me And I would just be walking around When you talk to Rain it's like a two hour conversation It's always a long conversation Full of gems And real shit like he will just give you real talk So sometimes I'm talking to him I'm like yo I gotta go to my car But I don't wanna hang up Because he's just yo the conversation is dope Like I'm like yo we're in the middle of something so, what I'll do is, I'll go around the whole building. Like, I'll go down this way because mm-hmm. I know my phone won't cut out there. I'll walk around the building mm-hmm. and go down to my car and shit. It's not that it's that long of a walk. Yeah, but it's you'll up. take That's the shit. longer way yeah, just to keep the conversation you know oh, okay. So, I'll do that with him. And I'm like, yo, he was the dude where it was like, we used to have conversations like that. Like, it was that, it was that intense, it was that genuine, it was that authentic. I was just mad tight with him, man. And again, like I was telling you, we had plans on... The last time I spoke to him was... He passed on the, uh, the Saturday of one week. I spoke to him the week before on the Wednesday. Just talking about releasing a song that we were that I want to put out still. We were just talking about the plans he had for that. And putting it out there and shit. So, that's why that one hit me hard. I'm like, yo, I went to go see him in a hospital. I was like... Cause I heard about that what happened with him, and I wanted to go see him. I was like, "Holy fuck!" That one killed me, man. Cause to see him attached to, you know, what I'm saying like like machines that were breathing for him. And I was like, "Yo, that shit hurt my heart, man." I had to go witness that. So um, with rain, that's the reason why that one hit me so hard. Cause it was so sudden, you know what I'm saying? It was like super drastic, man. I didn't even know how to feel about that. And even up till now, I still don't even know how everything that happened with him. So. Yeah, that that that's another reason why, like, I try my hardest to try to preserve his memory as much as I can. Hmm.
2: Top five Scarborough rappers <laughs> of all time.
1: Yo, you know what? I, you know what? I, you know what? I me more than than people not fucking rating me. I always feel like my shit's underappreciated when it comes to these top twenty Toronto lists. I see this shit. And I'm like, fuck these cats, man. Like, are you kidding me? Like. You can't get offended by it No I never do I never do Like I told you The perspective is different But
2: I'm talking about all time I'm not talking about who's hot now I'm talking know, about all, all time.
1: time But This is what I'm gonna say Like If I'm left off of a top 5 Scarborough list Then I'm gonna take that shit personally Then I'm gonna be like Yo I'm actually I'm getting at somebody online And be like Who the fuck came up with this list Like top, top 20 Toronto 50 Toronto Fine Cool Like You know I understand I'm not everybody's favorite but um top five Scarborough. I'm not I don't I can't even I'm not even gonna put this shit in order. Just, it doesn't have to be yeah, I'm not gonna put it in order. So me, I'm gonna go Genghis Khan. I gotta go Socrates, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Um yo, forgive me if I'm missing anybody. But um I'm going to go um IRS. Even though that's a group, all them cats, yo, I gotta I gotta put them in one category, man. Because i like going to go Black Cat, Corey D's like, yo, nah. I'm going to put them all in there, man. So IRS, we're going to classify them as one person. Bergante, man. I'm going to go Bergante. This shit, Bergante? Go Bergante, yeah. Okay. I got to go Bergante, man.
2: So Maestro doesn't fit in there? Yeah! <laughs> I was is, is, just is
1: Maestro, is, is Maestro Scarbro though, man? Like, is he? Forgive me if I'm missing anybody, man. But, yo, for me, that was my top five. It's not okay. even important. You know what I'm saying? So... Are names, so the
2: outro, and this is the last question. So the outro track on the Ivy League album is basically Oprah going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, the main message of that is there's no such thing as failure. Yeah. And why did you choose to put, like, you know, it's Oprah, Super Soul Sundays, like, on the outro of your album. Oh, why yeah. was that
1: important? Yeah, um, I had my man Yogi play on top of that. Shout out to Yogi, the producer. Um, I found that clip. And then I heard it and I was just like, yo, that shit spoke to me, man. I was like, whatever um, ideology of failure that I've had in my mind, I'm like, no, it's literally just a roadblock. It's set up there for you to get around, like, but you got to discover your own route around it. So that's the reason I even put it in there, because I'm like, a lot of people feel like they're failing or they're not where they want to be in their lives, like right now. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that thing is there just to remind you that, again, failure is there just to remind you that you got a lot more work to do. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm like, I got more work to do as an artist, or even as a musician, or like how to transition from just being an artist that just spits bars, because I never wanted to be that kind of rapper anyway. And I hate when people try to tell me like, yo, that's, they love the older shit, because I'm like, yo, I'm growing right now. I'm evolving into something else, man. So as much as you want me to be that, that's the root for failure in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like just to kind of be the same thing, like and never evolve or change, like. That might be cool for most people, but yo, to me, that's the definition of insanity, like to want to do the, be the same shit over and over and expect different results. I put that there, like for that reason, I'm like, I'm not going to fail. For me, for what I've done already and what I've accomplished, I don't feel like I failed in music. If for some reason I decide to bow out, I haven't failed at it. It's not me telling myself that, yo, I failed miserably, because I've still done a lot more than, and have came a lot further than a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Failure is just not wanting to do it period. Like I'm still I'm still pushing. I'm still driving. I'm still like creating music. I'm still doing videos. I'm still trying to innovate the sound like when I put out songs like Red Eye and they don't sound like anything that's out there right now. So I'm trying to push that. That for real, for real negates me from anything close to failure. So I wanted people to be able to relate to that, man.
2: For continue to put out music and to continue you know, to yeah, progress exactly. and to continue to, continue to grow—that's exactly. the most important. Because like, yeah. everything else you can't control.
1: Exactly, exactly. And you can't feel once you're doing that, like because yo, you've accomplished something for yourself already. You know what I'm saying? Whether or not it's you're at the level of success you want to be at, which she's talking about, like when she started her own network, she didn't know like what she was getting into. But the level of success that that she's achieved, she can speak on those things, and that's why I feel like yo, I'm still there's still stepping stones to where i need to be you know what i'm saying i don't usually like discuss my plans or what i'm doing like i just want to kind of try to execute it and um not think about like the possibility of failure you know what i mean once i can achieve that in my mind i set realistic goals once i can do that to me like i haven't failed at all man so i'm going to keep going until like you know until that happens
2: I appreciate the conversation, man. Anything else that you wanted to say to anybody who's listening out there, bro?
1: Yo, again. <laughs> again. Go get that Ivy League shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm breaking the black mind that my black man pride mold. And to let y'all know, like, please just go support that album, man, because the next thing you're gonna get from me is a free project, which I feel like a lot of people should pay for, but I'm not gonna do it. Like I'm I'm in between dropping projects. So I'm gonna give you a free one. Well, I'm gonna give you like a lot of free music. So the times that I do ask you to support, go on bigtoner.com. You know what I'm saying? Or go on iTunes, title any music platform there is, and just go support the project, man. Because it's a really dope project. And if for some reason, you know what I'm saying? If for some reason uh, you feel it's not for you, man, then yo, I-, I get it. You're not supposed to like everything, man. But for the most part, the people that fuck with me, like if you don't have that project. Then, then you know, I'm gonna have no choice but to kind of like look at you differently, man, because you already know what I'm about. i support everybody, I hold down everybody, like you know what I'm saying. I want to push this scene forward, and the only way we can do that is if we just hold each other down when our time comes, man. You know what I'm saying? Cardi said a brilliant thing on our podcast. You hear Cardi on the one Epstein? Yes, I did. Yeah, I hate to be talking about other podcasts. No, 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 I don't I
2: just, care. All right, all right, well, I'm well, a
1: fan, bro. It's all cool. right, real, shit. Yeah. so yo. This so nigga said He hates the fact that Like In Toronto When um, One person is blowing up We have to do it Like one at a time Like, yo We gotta like Save space Like, yo Drake When it was Drake's time It was Drake's time It was like Tory Lane's time It's kinda his time The reason why that's happening Is because like Yo, like a lot of our times can happen. We don't push each other at the same time. We just kind of get behind one person and be like, "Yo, like, all right, this is his time. Like, let's not even think about or, or listen to anybody else." There's so much dope music out here, man. I'm not even just talking about me. You don't have to. I don't have to be the the. the uh, I don't have to be the medium for what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, yo, dudes like Sacy, who's mad consistent, mad consistent. Like, he's another dude that I could only say like. He's only do on I want to compare myself to consistency wise. Like, he's just always dropping shit. So, yo, go out and look for his shit. He's giving you music for free too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Nonstop. So I'm like, yo, hold him up. Hold to somebody to high acclaim. Just do somebody, man. Like, just don't front like the the scene's not out there. You know what I'm saying? We could just pick each other up easily, man. But it's all up to us. So again, the Ivy League is on iTunes now, man. And I'm gonna. You know, I'm definitely gonna check people's playlists to see who has it, now who doesn't, man. But yo, appreciate everybody's support up until now. If you held me down or even check for anything I've done, like yo, I appreciate it, man. You know what I'm saying? Just continue to do it, and we're gonna give you that high grade quality of music. Sit. What
0: is the next right move? And then from that space, make the next right move, and the next right move, and not to be overwhelmed by it because you know your life is bigger than that one moment. You know you're not defined by. What somebody says is a failure for you because failure is just there to point you in a different direction.
2: I hope you enjoyed part two of my conversation with Tona. Special thanks for Tona giving us almost two hours of his time and all those amazing stories and being truly honest. And let me know what you think of my conversation with Tona. If you haven't listened to part one, make sure you do so. At The Come Up Show, comment at The Come Up Show on Twitter. And if you haven't already, make sure you enter the contest. To see La Cray, Wednesday, November 2nd at the Danforth Music Hall. You can also get your tickets at Ticketmaster. My name is Cheddar. I'll be back each and every Wednesday. A brand new podcast and conversation on The Come Up Show podcast. Peace. <laughs>